Today's episode of The Rewatchable is brought to you by Vudu, a leading streaming app with a library of over 150,000 titles available to rent or buy. Over 8,000 titles you can watch for free on their ad-supported on-demand service, including John Wick 1 and 2, which is available at a nice discount. I stepped in. Nice to have both wicks. Enjoy everything from the latest blockbusters to your favorite indie films without subscriptions or contracts like John Wick 2. Go to voodoo.com slash rewatchables. Sign up and start watching today. VUDU.com slash rewatchables. We're also brought to you by Heinz. You may forget what happened three seasons ago on that show everyone's talking about, like Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Uh, but you'll never forget a delicious BLT made with unforgettably creamy Heinz mayonnaise. I, lo- I love the creamy Heinz mayo. Do you? Yeah. Sean's. Sure, I'm on board. Absolutely. Okay, Slather it onto a mouthwatering turkey club. Mix it into a luscious garlic aioli. Layer it onto a thick cheddar cheeseburger because of the unforgettable creaminess. Hour later, hours later, you'll be telling everyone with an earshot just how good it was. Try something new. Try unforgettably creamy Heinz mayonnaise and the new Heinz mashups. Mayo chip. Mayo Q, Mayo Must, Cranch, Mayo Wick. All right, I made that last one. Up. <laughs> um, John Wick Mayo. Coming up. you in the face when you try it. <laughs> coming up, sir, he's one man. Why don't we just eliminate him? John Wick too. I have an alt, an alt read for this. Go ahead. Someone get this man a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> John Wick too. Yeah. <laughs> Rough night. Rough night. John Wick, Chapter 2, rated R, in theaters Friday. All right. Power trio. We're not. We, when was the last time we were doing this together? Here we go. Yeah, it's been a while. You tried to X us out, but we're back. We didn't try to X you out. You're doing Thrones. This is back. We're back. All summer, we're back. Okay. A lot of stuff coming up. <laughs> it's going to be a big Sean's summer. Sean's going to melt to death when we do Eyes Wide Shut. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, John Wick 2. Described in the time as John Wick was cool. What if we just did the movie again with a much bigger budget and really went all out on it? And they did. And it's awesome. And it's incredibly rewatchable. Uh, when you rewatch this, was your initial reaction, Chris Ryan? That it's the perfect action movie. Okay. That it's the perfect amalgamation of everything I like about action movies. It's mm. got uh, revenge. So you got the 80s Schwarzenegger vibe. It's got one-liners. So you got 90s and 80s Bruce Willis. It's got balletic stunts, some some of my favorite Hong Kong stuff. And then it's got like unrelenting, crazy violence, like the Raid movies. And it's got Keanu, which brings up Point Break and Speed and all the, all the Matrix stuff. It's basically like a greatest hits of the last 35 years of action movies with it, an amazing built-in worlds that they've come up with on the fly seemingly where they've just been like, hey, we have like this one line set up for a movie. What if we made a whole universe out of it? You want to know my take on John Wick? Yeah. I am John Wick. Here's why. <laughs> Long Island guy. Yeah. <laughs> loves, loves dogs. Yeah. Loves his wife. Mm. If anybody ever heard his wife, he would kill that person. Loves a, a, a stylish tapered suit. Loves his toys. You don't wear a lot of black, though. Works very hard. Mm-hmm. Is committed to the process. <laughs> believes in the structure. If I have to break the rules, I'll do it, but I'm not going to be happy about it. So that's, I'm John Wick. That's it. What do you think of John Wick, Phil? <laughs> that was amazing. Thanks. I forgot about the Long Island guy part. Hell yeah. Now he's good. in Nassau County. You, When you're 35 years of action movie homage thing, you left out the obligatory scene where the guy's just getting shot at from people 10 feet away. <laughs> oh, and yeah. None of the bullets yeah. are hitting him. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a staple. Well, if you it get is. a suit like that, it doesn't really matter. So I was looking at Keanu's IMDb, trying to figure out how unrealistic it was that he became, you know, the holder of the action movie championship belt. When I wrote that piece for Grantland in 2014, it was Liam Neeson. Reeves not on the radar really for it, but Reeves not on the radar just in general. Like if you go through his IMDb, it's really over after the Matrix Revolutions in 03. A movie that, by the way, nobody liked, but we're talking something's got to give, Thumbsucker, Constantine, A Scanner Darkly, The Lake House, Street Kings. Like this just goes on for 15 or 12 years, however long it takes. Do you like Street Kings? 
Not really. Okay. I didn't really like any of these movies. I mean, he was making John Wick. The next movie he made was Knock Knock. <laughs> he seemed like he was headed toward a little like where Travolta is now, where these weird Travolta movies come sort on of VOD. VOD. Yeah. yeah, and you're yeah. like, what's yeah. going on? Why is Travolta in this? I think Knock Knock, which was relatively interesting, but that was kind of the stage of the career he's in. And John Wick just out of nowhere revives it and he's now an A plus lister again. It was not a guarantee that it was going to be big though. I mean, it, even when it was being made, nobody was like, here comes the next great action franchise. It really was a surprise well, to a lot of I mean. people. Yeah. I think they thought this was going to be just a small action movie. I didn't see it in the theater. I remember when we were at Grandland, Mark Lasanti was like nudging me a couple of times. He was running pop culture for us. He's like, you got to see John Wick. I'm like, ah, Keanu, really? He's like, no, no, you got to see John Wick. Ah. And I didn't see it until it went into the HBO rotation. And it was immediately one of the most rewatchable HBO movies in years. Do you think that this franchise puts him in the conversation for best action star of the last 50 years? Because you wouldn't have said it even after The Matrix. With The Matrix. I just but The Matrix by. and Speed and Point Break. And all and of a sudden. Yeah, it's the fact that he's been able to come back three times like that. Yeah. You know, come back from Speed and Point Break. And then there's like five years of wandering. And then he does The Matrix. And then there's five or six years of wandering or however long it is. And then it's John Wick. That's an amazing feat. Because none of these other guys have really done that. Schwarzenegger never really came back like that after the glory days of the Terminator and Commando Predator run. You know, yeah. I mean, like, I think that Terminator, the first few Terminators, like, allowed him to do that. But no one's ever really done this where they basically have reinvented themselves but kept what everybody loves about them kept present. The, kept the essence of And I think Wick, Neo, Johnny Utah are all very distinctive characters. You know what I mean? That's the one thing I really like about him is that for as much as he brings, like, his Keanu-ness to each film, there's there's some subtle differences there. I would also say that most of those other guys that you would put in this conversation, when they started making movies when they were older, it became kind of a joke that yeah, they were older. It was like a shit. commentary yeah, yeah. on them being old. And John Wick, it's like he's old and he's beaten down, but it becomes like a part of the character that is meaningful. You know, it's like he's drawn back into this thing one last time. He's 50 years old in John Wick 2. Doesn't 50 feel 50 years though. old. He doesn't. I mean, he's Feels a youthful like guy. 39. But he's still, he's kind of dragging his ass around. Like his his walk is very awkward and he's clearly been, gotten his ass kicked a lot of times in his life and it works for the character. It's yeah. not, it's not a bit. It's an unbelievable run for him because, you know, he was obviously famous as a young guy. He was in that River Phoenix class and then Point Break. I, I remember when Speed came out and people, and we did the rewatchables about speed and people were like, this could be a big movie. And the, one of the big things was Keanu with that haircut. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa. All right. So we're going to do this now with Keanu. This is really going to happen. And then the rest of the decade goes, it's fine. It's not great. Then he had the second renaissance with the Matrix movies. He's in hardball. He's in the replacements. And he had kind of become pigeonholed as like, he's very Keanu in every movie. Yeah. And then after 03, he basically has the arc you would have thought it would have, right? It's, mm-hmm. This is kind of over. Like I was watching Fighting with My Family with my son last week and Vince Vaughn is in it. He's the WWE coach. He's like, okay, this is the point of career Vince Vaughn's at now. And that was where Keanu was. But now this franchise not only reinvented him with like my generation, your generation, but like my son, you know. Yeah, he's become John like. John Wicks in Fortnite. Yeah. Like John Wick's like a big deal with my son's generation. We're talking like 11 to 15 year olds. And even now it's like the the sort of towel of Keanu has become a thing. And yeah. when he goes on late night shows, it goes viral. When he talks about where we go when we die, he's become kind that of like amazing. his own character now. Like it, it's, he's not that different from who he has always been though. That's mm-hmm. what's so interesting about it. It just kind of, he wears it better now in a way. Like people used to think he was kind of dim. In the, in the late 80s yeah. and early 90s, they thought he was not smart. Because of Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. And, he, you know, he has a kind of like a dopey look on his face, his parenthood character, like yeah. characters like that. And then over time, you see that he's like maybe more of like a jock, you know, more of the point break speed guy. Play football. Yeah. And then he's in all these, you know, sports movies and sports comedies. And then he's like the supporting beefcake and like Nancy Myers movies. Wick is the first time when I think people were like, this guy is like Bruce Lee. Yeah. You know, like he belongs to a different kind of class of spiritual action he's like hero. a tish, like you we were talking before about game of thrones but you were we were talking about tashiro mufune he's like he's like kind of like this almost like 
samurai warrior. He's very iconic. American action movies now. That's a yeah. good point. And in the research, I found out he did like 95% of the stunts in this. Isn't that crazy? I'm legitimately Which worried I, for I him, didn't, honestly. Didn't, yeah. Because he had like, he's had like Peyton Manning surgery, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I was, I was impressed. He gets hit by, with a lot of cars. I know. <laughs> I was impressed by him in the replacements. I thought he had kind of a rich man, Scott Mitchell kind of feel to his lefty. Lumbering lefty game. You He's not throwing bad. ropes on the beach in yeah. Point Break. I was just going to say that. Too. Yeah, in Point Break, you buy him as a surfer. You buy him as all that stuff. He was one of the original uh, kind of movement quarterbacks. It was like Randall Cunningham we know about. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You never really talk about John. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Brees steps yeah. up in the pocket. Just, yeah, yeah. He was pre-Vic. Create some, create <laughs> some space. Yeah, pre-Michael Vick and Madden. I yeah. wanted yeah. to ask you guys if we're talking about his career. Do you have a favorite non-action Keanu turn? He's he's pretty good in Dracula. Okay. I like him in Dracula. Uh, I mean, he's he's really great in like my own private That's Idaho. What I was say. Like, he's a, he can be a good actor when he wants to be. I do think that this. I think Wick is the the best thing that he has done because it's on his shoulders entirely. Yeah, you know, Point Break doesn't work without Swayze. Yeah, and Speed doesn't work without Bullock. The Matrix doesn't work without Lawrence Fishburne. Like these movies are on him. Yeah, so this I, is my favorite. I'd like to give a shout to uh, Hardball. Okay. Which I think has aged really nicely. I actually think it's meaningful to. People maybe under 32 and under because of uh, G-Baby dying and how emotional that was. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the best and worst of Keanu in one movie where his character is really an asshole in that movie. He's just like got a gambling problem. He's coaching these kids he doesn't want to. And it's really hard to root for him, but you're rooting for him because it's Keanu. And it's like, ah, he'll turn it around. And then he turns around. G-Baby dies. And he gives this speech at the funeral. It's like one of the most emotional <laughs> moments of any movie last decade. Uh, I, I remember getting that with my future wife and not telling her G-Baby died. And I was like, ah, this kind of movie, it's good. You'll like it. Little Leaguers, Black Kids in Chicago. It's yeah. like in your wheelhouse. And G-Baby died. And she just turned to me in horror. I was like, why? Why would you do this to me? Like tears are streaming down her face. But he's really good at that movie. I, I just think... There's like a separate pod for all-time bad date movies. Hardball's <laughs> <laughs> definitely up there. I had I went through this rewatching John Wick one a few weeks ago with my wife, where I we she had never seen it before. We sat down. The movie opens pretty quickly, and we meet this dog very soon. And she was just like, yeah. "Is this dog important in the movie?" And I said, "Yes." As in, in a matter of speaking, <laughs> yeah. And then I stopped talking, and then the dog is murdered, and she was not happy about it. Yeah, this is a good movie for dog lovers. Why haven't Keanu. you said anything about Devil's Advocate yet? Well, You're waiting for an invitation. Flawed but fun. Do Devil's Advocate is is phenomenal. I love Devil's Advocate. Keanu is really bad. I mean, he's oh, yeah. really miscast. Uh, it's a super fun Pacino. It's Pacino. Is it before or after Heat? It's kind of right in the same time. It's Pacino right? kind it's of after. blowing him off after. the screen. It's, yeah, but Pacino ninety seven yeah. like on steroids. Pacino in the full Bond's gigantic cranium era of his performances and other other really good at you know Charlize and Connie Nielsen but Keanu is like as a Gainesville lawyer like I it's not. Sean's Pacino from Devil's Advocate warrants its own pod I'm a fan of man <laughs> whenever we're golfing and I'm like thinking about going driver on like something short he's like look but don't touch <laughs> <laughs> this is a great movie uh this John Wick series this is kind of the franchise I always wanted for Val Kilmer I just felt like Val Kilmer was mm. one franchise away. Yeah. The Saint, I still stand by, but I was really hoping the Saint was going to be like his Mission Impossible. But it's funny, like, That's Keanu, a good call. Keanu, double franchise for him. Matrix, throw away the third one, but I think the first two are really meaningful. Mm -hmm. And we could talk, I'm not a Matrix guy, but we can talk later about the parallels with the Matrix and John Wick and some of the stuff they do. Um, the plot of this movie is pretty simple. John Wick has to retrieve his stolen 1969 Ford Mustang from uh, the chop shop owned by Tarasov. Kills everyone in the chop shop, but Tarasov gets his car back, visited by uh, the Italian crime lord, Santino. Santino D'Antonio. John Wick's out. I'm done. I've lost my wife. I'm just going to start over with the new dog. He's like, now you owe me a marker. I'm going to cash that in now. I need you to do something. And for he's me. like, by the way, I, I've already put laid concrete over all my stuff. Yeah. So this like, is like actually really bad Dude, timing. I'm out. Like the new <laughs> new Fortnite season just came out. Like I'm out. <laughs> I do love that shot of him closing the book on like 500 coins. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. The Jets have Darnold. I just really think. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like I'm Dude. really dedicating myself. <laughs> so, no, he's getting ready for the draft lottery. He wants Zion. <laughs> so Santino does, takes that personally, destroys his house with a grenade launcher. Uh -huh. John Wick has to reluctantly 
get sucked back in to cash in the marker because you have to cash in the marker. I was thinking, I think it would be cool if we started using markers. <laughs> I was thinking about that with the ringer. Like, yeah. I should have given you guys markers before we started. And yeah. just been like, Chris, now's the time. <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> What you, is it you would have us do? I don't know. I, when I hear about you and Sal talking about like your relationship, I feel like you guys have markers on each we other. We probably do. And it just feels like something that I don't want to get involved with because it just seems like the kind of thing where I'm like, well, I'm getting on my plane to Hawaii for my 10-year anniversary. <laughs> it feels like you have to come to my house and yeah. watch Celtics DVDs for two days. <laughs> you, you have to kill the editor-in-chief of Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> um, Santino wants him to assassinate his sister, wants a seat at the high table. Shrewd. Mm. So anyway, we're off with John Wick. $40 million budget. Hard to believe. Felt like this was like a $200 million budget. Made $171 million, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. And this reminds me of the Austin Powers where first one, under the radar, belated tale, mm-hmm. sets up the second one, which is big. And then the third one's the biggest. And that's where we're headed here. I think this is going to be an, uh, just a massive movie. The way they've marketed it and... There's also nothing really out like it, you know? No. And incredibly satisfying. Hard action with a guy everybody is really into right now. Everybody's watched the first two movies. You're right. It's just like this has been building up for this. The Fortnite thing is one of the smartest marketing things I've ever seen. Like his house is in Fortnite in this new season that just downloaded a week ago. (laughs) And his house that's been burned to the ground? It's back. (laughs) Okay. It's it's like this post-apocalyptic world in Fortnite and there's like some John Wick overtones and my son was like going nuts about it. It's a really cool example of something that just doesn't happen anymore which is it was like a word of mouth hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's from a smaller studio. It's like it's Lionsgate. It's not like Warner Brothers or Disney or something. And they knew that they tapped into something with the mythology and one of the reasons that the movie, the second movie works so well is because they supersize the mythology stuff. Yeah. You know, the continental and the coins and this this entire realm of assassins that they built is why the second one works and why there's so much anticipation for the third one. Because the first one is just like a very cool man on a mission movie. You know, that's pretty much all it is. Yeah. And there's his some, feelings were hurt and he's having revenge. Yeah, you kill my dog, my wife's dead. Now yeah. you gotta die. Um, this one, there's a lot of a lot of construction around it. You know, there's a lot to kind of like think about and unpack, which is hard to do in a movie that most movies like this are just not very smart. This movie's very smart. I I, I associate this movie for some reason a lot with Deadpool. Um, mm. they're two years apart but I, I think about uh, not this movie but the John Wick franchise is just because it's just like w- when you go to a movie and you're like oh I, I I knew I wanted something like this and I just haven't been able to like articulate it but I knew I wanted something that was just a no frills action revenge action movie with like this level of stunt it's the same thing with Deadpool where you're like oh I always just wanted a comic book movie where they swore and killed people like that mm. that was actually like an uncomplicated desire on my part, and it satisfies a need on that level. You can see how it catches on. I thought we'd go into the categories quicker than usual because there's so much to hit with the categories that I think we'll be able to cover a lot of the movie. Before we do that, though, weddings have 99 problems, usually. The groom's look shouldn't be one. That's why the BlackTux.com designs rental suits and tuxedos that you love. You went to a wedding last weekend, Sean. I was just at a wedding. You should have used black tux. What were you doing? I blew you it. You own a tux. I wore some jerk suit. What I needed was a John Wick stylish black number that I could have gotten for black tux. Well, you Bullet can get it. Too. Easy right. online ordering process. Brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. Pick a style at theblacktux.com. Request a free home try-on. Feel the fit and quality before you commit. Showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit if you want to do that. Point in your look. They'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding. So you can check it out. One last time, over 5,000 five-star reviews. You won't find a rental experience or designs like the ones you'll find at the Black Tux. Nephew Kyle now using the Black Tux. For Craig what? has a bunch Just, of weddings going. You going to use it, Craig? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, there you go. Craig's going to use it. Rent your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com. Enjoy $20 off with code rewatchables. That is theblacktux.com. Code rewatchables for $20 off your purchase. All right. I mean, this is the definition of the rewatchables, this movie. Mm-hmm. Most rewatchable scene, it's like I could have I could have actually done this document without having watched the movie because the scene, the movie is so clearly centered around six scenes. First one, John Wick gets his car back. That's the opener. One of the more intense, best openings for an action movie. Like really gets you in. Yeah. Immediately. Uh I also really like when he shoots the giant guy in the kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> where he's, he's lying on his back and this big guy and it just seems like there's going to be a fight and John Wick's like, oh, cool. I'm just going to shoot you in the kneecaps and that's it. 
Uh, that scene is awesome. Some gar- I like garages when people have to drive in garages. This is essentially scenes. like a, a four-way tie for which action scene do you like yeah, the yeah. most. Yeah, That one's really good. I, have a, I would have another one. Do you? Yeah, we'll keep going. So I'm splitting these up into two. I like after he kills the Italian lady. Gianna. Gianna. And he goes down to the nightclub in common season. Can I see him? You working? Yeah. You? Yeah. Good night. just stare each other down that scene is fucking is incredible. that like when he's like you working yeah you are you working that's so awesome yeah i think uh that through that fights that sort of pursuit when he's when he runs off the stage through the club and yeah. it's just shooting people at close range yeah i've never seen an action and they actually like that. they make it so that that's the first time there's really a lot of gunplay because he's mostly beating guys up in the garage yes. right you yeah. got that crazy house music going throughout it like yeah. that scene is that's Sick. one of those how did they do that scenes yeah. because it's like yeah. a massive nightclub. Like yeah. I've never been to a nightclub like that in my life. Well, I think it's like the like not the Coliseum, but it's like Roman ruins. It's like an right? outdoor palladium. Yeah. 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 And he's just ripping through and there's hundreds of extras probably. And then they end up in the cave. The cave shootout. I like it. Here's why I like it. One very simple reason. This is very film nerdy. I'm sorry, but it's a clearly an allusion to the third man, which is my favorite movie of all time. There's a big sewer chase mm-hmm. in that at the end of that movie. And it feels very, very clearly inspired by it. Now there are not 900 henchmen getting shot in the face in the third man. So it's a <laughs> Maybe there should be though, but uh, should we make it? <laughs> it feels specifically like they're noting that. Just I like that. that he leaves the guns around. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like how many bullets he has, which we'll get to later. Just, he just has, thousands of bullets on him yeah what i didn't like was how easy it seemed to have been to just shoot him point blank from nine ten feet away multiple times during the cave right so just keep that as a little asterisk okay common versus wick i'm making its own scene the initial the subway sequence by the car okay whole fight they end up at the continental and they end up having a drink i feel like that's its own part of the movie um i want to dive into that too the scene where every assassin, the $7 million assassin yeah. contract goes out, and then John Wick is just <laughs> being attacked all over so the place. So awesome. Kills two people with a pencil. Him and Common are walking along, stealth shooting each other. Yeah, this the whole subway different levels and into the train thing is, is my favorite. He fights Common on the subway. Knife fight. Always like the knife fights. Yeah. I think the knife fights are underrated. Leads to the question, what would you do if you were on the subway? Would you have gotten and just ran into another car? Would you have watched it? You'd be like, wow, this is an amazing John night Wick's fight. Here. In <laughs> my experience, anytime somebody got on the subway who smelled bad, I got off the subway. Yeah. So if two people were knife fighting, I'd definitely be getting okay. off. Yeah. I might have watched 10 seconds. <laughs> Wick crashes uh, Santino's art gallery, the big, fair, fairly close ending. That's another rewatchable. Wick sees Santino at the Continental right at the end, and he's eating, what is he eating? Duck, duck? fat fries. Duck fat. Makes all the difference. Jonathan, have you seen the menu here? Chad Wick's just like, okay, dude, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Blows him away, which is still shocking. Yep. I've seen that movie 10 times. And then uh, finally the ending of just, you're on your own now, you have an hour. Everybody stops. Yeah, the Central Park scene. The music starts. He's got to start running. The assassin's calls are going. Mm -hmm. I have two other nominees. Sure. I think the lead up to Gianna's death, where they they have that meeting, where they meet and she goes into the bathtub and she explains, like, I lived my way. I lived my life my way. And I'll die my way. Incredibly, like beautifully shot. She's really good. At she's that. a great yeah. actress. Yeah. She's mostly an Italian stuff. Who is that actress? Uh, she's her a, name's Claudia Garini. I, I don't. She was in Passion of the Christ, but yeah, she's yeah. mostly an Italian stuff. But she's uh, really good. Soundtrack. I know. Pa- good soundtrack. Peter Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> Passion of the Christ. Soundtrack. Were you thinking Underrated. Last Temptation or Passion? It's Peter, Passion. It's Passion of the Christ. Peter Gabriel did Passion of the Christ. Oh no 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 no. no he did Last Temptation. Oh Sorry. yeah. I'm yeah. getting my Christ. No, I'm talking the Mel Gibson one. Yeah, the Mel Gibson one. And then the meeting of the Bowery King. I think the whole Fishburne, Fishburne sequence, I really like. 
the whole like negotiation where he gets the gun from him and seven bullets, seven million dollars, seven rounds, that whole thing. And somebody, please, somebody, please <laughs> get this man a gun. So what's your favorite, most rewatchable scene? Really tough one. Nightclub fight is my favorite. I was when that was happening. I was like, "Oh fuck!" They like took it to another level in this yeah. movie. I'm going subway concourse. I just thought the like this sort of hyper, slightly futuristic realization of like what a subway would look like in this John Wick world. I love the idea that it is literally like this underworld that is in New York, but the New York is slightly different than the one we know. And he's getting on at Lincoln Center and going south and. The concourses are are all like kind of somewhat Tokyo, somewhat futuristic. And then like the musician attacking him and all these people attacking him and the, the silencer fight with Common. And then the, the, the knife fight. There's a there's a knife in your aorta. Leaves the knife in it. Yeah, um, as a courtesy. I love that as well. And I that's my pick as well. And there's another wrinkle. This movie was so over the top with some of these action scenes that then then it calms down and you're like, all right, that was their big, that was it. Now we're going to settle back into the movie. And then that scene happens and it's like, oh man, okay. Yeah. We're dialing this up again. Like you're, you're drained by the time that comes. I Him him shooting, those guys shooting each other fucking kills me. The knife fight's great. I love Common. So I'd vote for that as well. Uh, I will say though, actually I'll, we can do this in what stage the best. What stage the best? John Wick, I wrote this down, Sean. John Wick loves his wife, his dog, and his car. You throw in two kids, and that's basically me. And I like two of my dogs, not the third one. I like two of my three dogs. Isn't it weird? Why would you free Olivia, man? Why would you let, if if you don't love Olivia, why don't you let somebody who does take her on? Well, Carrie loves her. Okay. Yeah. Somebody in the house (laughs) loves her. Isn't it weird that weirdos like me secretly relate to the most evil assassin in the history it's of time. super weird. I just let it go earlier where I was but like... But Bill is just saying he does too. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this guy's got a lot going for him. Dog, car. He's a man of principle. I think he's got a lonely life. You know? Common, sure. he had something. He had something with Gianna. Did yeah. he though? Why is he so loyal to Gianna? Because it doesn't even seem like he's out for the seven million. He's just out for... for revenge. For revenge. John Wick just like John Wick. Why is he down in the nightclub when Gianna's upstairs? She tells him to go upstairs and greet the guests. Yeah. That's a poor wife. choice on her part. Still yeah, a loss. I blame Brett Brown for the Sixers loss. I bring Common for That's what happened. Necessary, no. Two rules that can't be broken. This is age the best for me. No blood on continental grounds. Every marker must be honored. I like movies with rules that are really out there and make you go, how'd you think of that? Yeah. But then people are sticking to them and it's like this whole But it has universe. an almost childlike logic to it because when you're playing tag or or keep you know capture the flag, you have basic rules that you have to abide by. It's like it appeals to like almost the simplest part of our brain that's like, yes. But then you develop some arcane way to to expand those rules. Where or you're you like, just you simply, can't run past the tree. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like, but I like that. I like that they're like, we crash into this hotel and we immediately have to stop fighting. This is yeah. this would have been my vote is the whole construction of the continental and yeah. its whole mythology. That part, the fact that it has all these weird rules and it features all of these cool figures, that is so genius. I actually think one of the things that's aged the best is I you know, I I love this in almost every movie, but the gearing up scene, the gearing up sequence, but just all the like the little I like I almost put that into uh, him going into the, the the tailor uh, the Chinese like laundromat and then in the back it's the tailor and like him going into the sommelier and getting fit and all that stuff is that just... was the next thing I had written down John Wick goes to the weapon sommelier in Italy yeah I love the weapon awesome. sommelier awesome how is your tasting Mr. Wick <laughs> even the bank he goes to yeah yeah it's really I love the whole secret alternate universe thing one thing on the continental and this goes back to the common scene where they have the drink one of the reasons I love that scene is these guys are just trying to kill each other and then it's like, all right, cool. So how's the family? Like they're just having a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still going to kill you. All right, great. I was super into, they make common drink from like the tall glass for the gin. That's, a, just, that's a gin glass. I know, but he looks like a dork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, I wrote the Gianna scene is creepy, but really great. Yeah. But we talked about mm-hmm. that. That's the, There's a weird vibe to it. I mean, she kills herself in the bathtub, but. And then he saves her from going to hell. I like that he shoots her. It took me a couple of viewings to understand what was going on there. Also, Got a great overhead to, shot, too, of the blood coming out in there. Yeah. So you see the pool. Cashed in the marker. Yeah. Who directed this movie? His name's Chad Stahelski. 
This is really well directed. He's directed all three of these movies. The first yeah. movie was directed by Stahelski and David Leach. So it's funny you brought up Deadpool because mm-hmm. David Leach went on to direct yeah. Deadpool 2. David Leach is also the director of the forthcoming Hobbs and Shaw movie. And then mm. who directed Atomic Blonde? Which one of them? David Leach. David Leach. So David Leach and Chad Stahelski were both Keanu Reeves stuntmen for many years. And they had a, this long-standing relationship with Keanu. In The Matrix, right? And they, Chad particularly worked with him on The Matrix. And so this is his first chance to make movies. And so now he's the, the, the lead director of all three movies. It's kind of shocking how well done it is considering the backstory. It's beautiful. Doesn't I mean, it makes sense. The, the cinematographer of this movie is a guy who had made a lot of like Danish uh, weird genre movies, but has since become Guillermo del Toro's key cinematographer. He shot The Shape of Water. Oh. And he's, uh. he's now shot Wick 2 and 3. And so like it's this weird convergence of – this really hardcore, pulpy, bloody, violent movie, but these super brilliant artisans making it. And that's like, that's, for me, that's such a sweet spot, you know, yeah. where you get a sick, violent, like shoot, shoot a guy, point blank range action movie, but it looks beautiful. Like that's a big reason why these movies have been so successful. It's really, really well made. John Wick 2 reminds me of Shape of Water, except the fact that it was entertaining and fun to watch. <laughs> um, I also really like the, uh, the honor of the contract killers. Yeah. And markers that and makes it, it that that makes it like it ties it into being like a western or a samurai movie. It's yeah. just like a, a classical action. Something tale. we don't really see as much with the modern action movies, where it's just like basically you promised you have to do this. We can't do this here. It's illegal. It's against the rules. Well, if you do do it, it's got to be this way. Even the fact that he cared about her not going to hell. I just like, I like the morals of this movie. John Wick, a moral guy. Yeah, honor and codes. Authentic guy. Yeah, yeah for honor sure. Honor and codes, I'm into Yeah, it. classic Long Island. I'm a know? big honor and codes guy. Yeah. Karma, all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> another one that, what's age the best? The concept of putting a contract out like it's buying a stock or <laughs> calling it in some operator I, and then they send it out. If this world was real, I could totally see you doing like against all odds, like who I'm buying stock on, who I'm shorting. <laughs> what assassin am I getting? You know, like Common is getting plus 700 <laughs> tonight. <laughs> but I feel like Wick still got it in. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like the bookies would never be taking bets on Wick. Wick is undefeated. You know, yeah, he's he never been felled. Yeah. He's kind of the, he's kind of the, the, I don't know, the, the Kevin Durant maybe of assassins. Oh my God. No? Mountain. He's the, he's the mountain. Well, he's the mountain. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the continental I have for what stage the best. It's Would you just a world I really like. I feel like it could. We'll get to the Netflix question later, but it's kind of Soho House for assassins. <laughs> yeah. There. I was gonna say you like a rich guy hangout. Is this like? Is I this do. The, I love rich guy hangouts. Yeah. But this one, it's like I don't even know how people like us would get into. Kind of like a Kimpton though, with all the do we dogs. Have to kill somebody. <laughs> Are <Yeah>. there points? <laughs> No, it's like a lot of dogs. I just am saying, if I'm like, a, if I'm spending, however, like $800 a night on a hotel room, I don't, don't also need like a Labrador in the lobby. The guy know? from The Wire's there. Yeah, the Lance Reddick, the concierge. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. With a, kind of a shaky accent. I would totally try to come up with all like sorts of like crazy stuff. Like, get me a Yugo. <laughs> and uh, I also want some TCBY. How about that? Off the Continental. <laughs> The bar in the Continental, one of my favorite movie yeah, bars. Yeah, really great. Love a red leather bar. Yeah, amazing. What is that? What's the closest in New York City to the Continental Bar? Mm, that's a good question. L.A. doesn't really have it. That bars are all. It's too like dark. if the Strip House was a little nicer, you mm. know, like in on Fourteenth. There's Street. like some pretty Tony uh, hotel lobby bars around Times uh, Central Park, right? Yeah, Columbus Circle. There are a few bars like that. Yeah. Yeah. It would be a ballsy move for one of these like boutique hotels to change their name to the Continental. Well, they're doing like a con you can stay at the Continental as like a promo thing. Uh, I don't know what hotel they've taken over, but they've redone it as like the Continental. It's slightly confusing because there is a hotel chain called the Intercontinental. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if they're purposefully drawing an allusion to that. I Uh, stayed there in Portugal. Another what's aged the best no movie. Kill anybody? Killed a lot of people there. Okay. No movie, uh, Ever set up a sequel, I feel like, better than the end of John Wick 2. Mm-hmm. We've seen other movies try to do this. This was the best version of I Can't Wait for the Next One Now. Just perfect how it's set up. What else uh, What else age the best for you guys? Anything? Hmm. I also love Ian McShane as Winston. Yeah. Um, I think this is a, the best use of his late period speechifying. Like, he's just a, a, a great guy to just give, like, three full pages of dialogue. Yeah. Just be like, just talk. 
you just say interesting things. Did we things. do a rewatchables for John Wick 1? No. We didn't, right? Uh-huh. He would have won the uh, Dion Waiters for John Wick yeah. 1. I yeah. Feel like. He's yeah. a bigger part of this movie. He yeah. shows up at like three key sequences. Um, and he explains a lot of the mythology too. Like he doesn't give you the rules per se, but he's sort of like, I, I make the rules. I am the rules. Yeah. You know, I, we, we've been watching so many Marvel movies, Game of Thrones. Like we have J, all these J.J. Abrams movies that come out are like really overplotted and complex and it's often feel like they've been stitched together. So I think the thing that's aged the best for me with John Wick is the simplicity. It's just like a really understandable story. And I I, I get everything that they embellish. You're like, cool, you guys have plenty of time to embellish that. Like you you made, made it so that you could fill that gap. It's never like there's this other subplot that you need to read like a comic book to understand this or read Wikipedia to understand that. You're just like, I got it. The Continental, these guys, the markers. There's all this cool shit happening. It's like they don't really tell simple stories anymore because they're worried that they can't make five sequels and three spinoff movies about them. And this is kind of the exception to that rule. I like uh, back to Ian McShane for a second. I like how he calls him Jonathan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like uh, there's something both condescending and respectful about it. Like if I just started calling you Christopher and I'm the only person in your life that's like, <laughs> sure thing, Christopher. Yeah. It's like, am I insulting you? Am I, is, are, are we closer for this? Shea Serrano calls me Seanathan. Um, and I, I think he started doing it after, after John Wick, Wick one. Yeah. yeah. I think that was when he started. I think all the time to my face. Seanathan. Yeah. I, I think like it, I would love it if I start, you know, I come to you and I'm like, I don't know, Bill, man. Like it's just been uh, really not sure how to cover the end of Veep here on the watch. And you're like. Christopher, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Because that's like literally everything McShane says is a yeah. rhetorical question. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's uh, he's really good. For me, what's aged the best is the whole concept of the continental and mm-hmm. markers and this whole. I agree. World. The world. Yeah, I just love being in the world. Me coins. Too. Yeah, I don't know how much the coins are worth. He's buying guns. Here's a coin. He gets in the door. Here's another coin. How many coins does he have? How heavy are they? <laughs> are they rattling around in his pants? Why don't they fall out when he's rolling around? <laughs> All that stuff is really good. What stage is the worst? I do not have a lot. Um, so mentioned in the cave, just a lot of point blank shooting at John Wick. There's one scene in particular when he sees the uh, the lady who doesn't talk. What's her name? Ruby uh, Rose. Ruby Rose. Aries. Aries is her character. Yeah. Name. Uh, and they kind of look at each other and she's got like five people. And they start shooting at him, and he holds his coat up like the coat's going to stop. Well, it's bulletproof, right? Yeah. I mean, theoretically, it's bulletproof. Yeah. That part's not great. That's really my only Woodsage the worst, other than this take from Jordan Hoffman of The Guardian, (laughs) who called the film a shameful example of Hollywood gun pornography, a hyperactive, blood-soaked, corpse-strewn video game aesthetic, only trace elements of a plot, and then he wondered... Where the line of decency is as audience bloodlust continues to get chummed. Uh, I, would say, Jordan, I would agree with everything except for shameful. Jordan? <laughs> it's like, except good. <laughs> Jordan? Fuck right off. <laughs> That's age the worst for me. That's a terrible take. I'm sorry. Don't I'm, go to John Wick 2 if you can't handle violence. I'll be honest. I remember in the run up to the movie, we were talking about the state of the world and we were like, we should approach this cautiously. Let's make sure that. John Wick 2 isn't going to come out and be crazy orgy of violence. And then we're going to, it's going to seem weird to be celebrating it because we, you know, we know how much we like these movies. And then the movie came out and I was like, this movie is really fun. Like it just, it just doesn't really matter. It's an, like, action, it's, movie. It's an action movie. It just doesn't really matter. It's, it's the 2019 Predator, um, Rambo 2, all that stuff. Take this movie seriously and you have your own problems. I agree. Casting what ifs. I couldn't really find anyone other mm. than in John. Well, I have one more what's age the worst. Oh, let's hear it. Which is very small, but I feel like there was a real missed opportunity for someone to say he never could have outfought Santino at some point in the movie. Oh, like, oh, like the, there's a San- the take? Yeah, the San- there's a Santino character in yeah, this movie. Santino you know? dies undefeated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that, did it bother you? No oh, love, oh, I see what you're saying. You no know, yeah. love interest for... John Wick no, he's still song. mourning his wife. Yeah, I mean, we get the call back to Bridget Moynihan. I was okay with that. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's a little, little friction with Gianna. I think we might see something with Halle Berry, though, in three. They seem to be indicating that maybe Halle Berry. Ruby Rose, I felt like. Tumultuous relationship, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't respect her, though. He pulled the knife out. Yeah. He left the knife right. in with Cassian. Oh, good he call. He pulls the yeah. knife out yeah. with Ruby Rose. I'll see you soon. Take Casting what ifs. Um, Ian McShane replaced Jason Isaacs. 
Okay. As Winston and Wick won. Why could I, well, Isaacs was busy. I don't know what happened. No okay. kidding. I much prefer Who's McShane. Who's Jason Isaacs? He's on the OA. And he, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, listen, McShane's Long-time trumping TV everybody. Actor. Yeah, McShane is incredible. I couldn't find anything else. Deanne Waiters Award. A lot of candidates. Jason Isaacs, very good in Death of Stalin. True. Yeah. The guy who played Tarasov, that's a great five minutes at the top. I can assure you that the stories you hear about these men, if nothing else, has been watered down. Peter Stormare. The yeah. great God, Peter Stormare. Yeah. It's really great uh, reactions and just everything. He's really at the top of he's, his game. He he's co- one of those guys. He too. starts at 11. It's yeah. just unbelievable. You it know what I like about no it, too? Warm up time. So Michael Nyquist plays Tarasov in the first John Wick. Yeah. And then Stormare plays his brother. They're both Russians, but they're both of those guys are Swedish. They're Swedish actors. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Gianna, I have for this. Common, who's only in a couple scenes. And then... Uh, I feel like he's in it too much to be Dion, though. Yeah, it feels... And Fishburne is probably in it slightly too much. I thought Tarasov, to me, that was definition of Absolutely. Dion Waiters. He's Absolutely. So, so over the top for that five minutes. I really enjoyed it. What about Franco Nero as Julius, the manager of the Continental in Rome? Because Franco <laughs> oh. Nero comes out and he greets John. They're old friends. They know each other. And then the first thing that Nero's character asks him is, are you here to kill the Pope? Which is fucking amazing. <laughs> I have a larger question about... <laughs> That's a good one. Like, and I talked a little bit about this on Shay's pod, but I one of the things that always jumps out at me is the fact that uh, Gianna's coronation as a mafia, like a mafia boss, involves like m- several clergy members high up in the in the Vatican, yeah, and yeah. it's like it's like literally like a pop culture event is that she's becoming a member of the high table. I, I thought that there's was a like, cardinal at yeah, the club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, this uh, is a very discreet. That's a good time to point out. Shay did a six episode pod about John Wick. Three are up right now. It's called With a Pencil. If you love John Wick, I would listen to that pod as we got well you as the rest of this one. Half-assed internet research. Body count for this one was? Oh, at least 100, right? I'm going 90s. 116. Okay. 116? Yeah. Okay. Now, I never know how they figured that out because sometimes he's just karate chopping people in the neck or the head and they go down, but I never know if they're dead. I assume everyone dies. Just everyone? Everyone who comes into contact with him dies. Game of Thrones, how do they... Every time Jon Snow is able to just penetrate the armor with swords. Because he's got a really super good sword. Okay. Yeah. It's Valyrian steel. Keanu trained for three months for a week two. His training consisted of judo, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, marksmanship, and driving. He's a good driver. Did 95% of the stunts. The DJ performing at the party in Rome is? Khaled. <laughs> La Casovania. Oh, my favorite. Wrote music for both John Wick movies. <laughs> The Latin phrase tattooed on John Wick's back states Fortis Fortuna Adiovet. Fortune favors the brave. Did you ever take Latin, Bill? No. Okay. Uh, it's very old Latin. <laughs> it means the strong ones that the goddess comes to save. So there you go. Keanu says to Fishburne in this movie, so I guess you have a choice. That phrase or variations of it, a constant theme of their previous collaboration, uh, Matrix Trilogy, yeah. which I am not in on. <laughs> what kind of dog? <laughs> What's that, a bull terrier? American bully. Okay. American Very bully. similar to the British Staffordshire uh, bull terrier. How many times has Common played a contract killer in his career? Can think of one specifically. Chris? Three times. Four. Wow. Run all night in 2015. Yeah. Smoking aces. Smoking aces. Smoking aces and John wanted in 2000. Uh, yeah, there you go. Huh. A lot of religious biblical terminology in this, including Santino means the little saint, stabbing the devil in the back, a descent into hell, and excommunicado, obviously. Plus the Italian. The, it's definitely the whole a thing with, the, with the, the assassins is kind of like this almost really chivalrous knight, like Knights Templar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. A very brotherhood of the something. At the end of the movie, Winston orders 11111. Same number as JFK's executive order, 11111. In June 2011, 1963, when it provided assistance for the removal of obstructions of justice and suppression of unlawful combinations within the state of Alabama, 
Five months later, he was assassinated. This is right up your alley. Do you have something you'd like to add to that? I don't know. <laughs> who assassinated him? It might what have been Bill Ian McShane. Re- revealed who killed JFK? Maybe out of John we Wick find out in John Wick Three. Forty-eight <laughs> or John Wick Two. And I'm just pointing out. Maybe we do find out in John Wick Three who killed JFK. <laughs> I need to go rewatch it. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's Woody Harrelson's dad comes in. When are we going to do JFK? Oh God, season four. I'm ready right now. Do you? Okay. Can't wait. The director of the Homeless Network. Oh, the director on the Homeless Network. Sorry. He's explained it as a subworld. If the Continental was the five star where all the rich assassins go, there had to be a Motel 6. We figured that was Lawrence Fishburne's people. And if you had to reinvent yourself, that would be a good way to go. Mm-hmm. I like that. The Motel 6. That's all I have for uh, internet research. Apex Mountain. This is a really interesting Keanu conversation for this. I mean, it feels to me like Matrix One or Two had to yeah, have been as I mean, Apex, right? But I think that the comeback is 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 pretty impressive. To come back from where he was, do we do comeback Apex Apex comeback Mountain? <laughs> I think that <laughs> Speed has to be his Apex Mountain because over the Matrix, because in '99 he wasn't at his most powerful. You mean like right after the Matrix, he was at his most powerful? Like after one or two, it felt like he could do anything at that. After point. one. But Speed, I mean, he turned down Speed too. Like, he was really powerful. Mm. I don't know. Probably a good move. It was really smart. Bad move for Jason Patrick to take that part. Well, regardless. It's not this. It's not this. I don't don't think it's anybody's Apex Mountain. I'm going Lake House for Keanu. Lake House. Yeah. Cool. That's good. (laughs) Bill made a strong case for Hardball. Loved Hardball. (laughs) G baby. Anybody else? Is, Apex Mountain. He lifted us to a higher place, <laughs> only for a second. G <laughs> baby. Wow. Uh, Diane Lane. You know I love her too. Yep, yep. Diane Lane is like the hot school teacher who just can't fight her attraction to this degenerate gambler who's just shitting all over these kids. She's like, this guy need to go to dinner with this guy. Can assure you that that is not Diane Lane's Apex Mountain either. It is definitely not. I don't love is, Diane, Lane. Diane Lane's Apex Mountain is definitely a perfect storm. Her Apex Mountain is going to be when she comes on my podcast. Oh, boy. You and me, Bobby. <laughs> you and me, Bobby. <laughs> a fresh Bobby, start. Bobby, what's wrong with the boat? I hung the curtains in our apartment. It's a, in the Hall of Fame, Bad Boston accents. <laughs> First ballot. Is it, is, when she comes on the BS pod, is it just going to be like a 90-minute interrogation about what was going through her no, mind? No, we'll never mention it. Oh, my God. I'll never talk about that. Somebody tells me your wife will never allow this podcast to happen. What are you talking about? <laughs> Big Cheshire cat grin. Kissing Carrie Washington. That's All gonna right. be that's gonna be her marker. <laughs> She's like, you can't do this. <laughs> My marker. She just gives me the marker. You're out. Uh, I don't feel like this was anybody's apex man. Yeah. The Joey Pants Award. I don't even know how we give this out because it's a whole movie. Of that guy's mm-hmm. Tarasov. I feel like I've seen in forty movies. I have no idea what that name is. So I think it's the rare Dion Waiters Joey Pants possible winner for him. In this, uh, it you could can also be. make a case for the guy from The Wire, but I no. think people know what his name is. Um, boy, yeah, it probably is Peter Stormare. I mean, Stormare's done a lot of stuff. I mean, he was in Fargo. You know, he's like he's in The Big Lebowski. He's yeah. a very well, oh, well-known I got, actor. Uh, I would go Thomas Sadowski. Yeah, that's a it's a fa- Don from the newsroom. He's the cop. Yeah, who's like John? he's in both of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. I'd go Thomas Sadowski. Ruby Rose doesn't get it. I mean, she has no lines of dialogue. Or it's Sadowski. I guess Leguizamo's Who up there. Who is Ruby Rose? She's an actress. She was yeah. on uh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah. She was in some, a bunch of action movies. She was in like Resident Evil movies. She's, she's in the Meg. Bat Girl now? I don't, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Leguizamo too. It's a mechanic. Aurelio. Mm-hmm. Well, he's Leguizamo though. I know. Sadowski is a good call. I like how Leguizamo, this almost, I almost put this in what's age the worst, like his friendship with Leguizamo. Like, how did they become friends? Did they ever hang out? And what was it like to watch, to like just hang out with John Wick on a Tuesday night? Like, hey, what are you doing? You want to watch a Mets game? I was just going to say, wings? it's Mets Braves <laughs> on a Tuesday. You know, they're just getting some some Sicilian pizza delivered to the house. That's like his house, basically. His Joe house. <laughs> Aurelio? So he, he's just like, hey, you got to fix this car for me. And he's like, yeah, cool. All right. Hey, if you're a podcast and movie fan like we are, check out Luminary. They have launched a bunch of great original shows you can only find on their platform, including a spinoff of this show, The Rewatchables. It is called The Rewatchables 1999, where we dissect some of our favorite and uh, 
most perplexing movies from 1999, which was an all-time great year in film, and also said a lot about that year in general. Each episode breaks down a different movie from that year with highly specific categories, including a lot of the ones you just heard. We also have a couple new ones, including for this podcast, uh, only including what's the most 1999 moment of the movie and things like that. We've done American Pie. We did Cruel Intentions. House and I did Big Daddy. That went up last week. Notting Hill is coming this week. And uh, six more coming in this little 10-episode run. And then we're doing five later in the year. Uh, Luminary app, free to download. Listen to thousands of podcasts, including the ones you love, like the BS podcast or the watch or the big picture. All enhanced by an easy-to-use interface with personalized content recommendations, whether you're into movies, music, sports, comedy, or more. Luminary has the right show for you. Check it out. Two months of access to Luminary's premium content for free when you sign up at luminary.link slash rewatch. After that, it's $7.99 per month. Luminary.link slash rewatch. Two months of free access. Cancel anytime. Terms do apply. All right. I'm bringing this category back for this movie. Danny Trejo, Steve Buscemi, or Michael K. Williams. I. This is one of the few, all three. All three would have ruled in this movie. They should all be assassins trying to kill Wick. And, and Buscemi would be a great continental guy. Kind of uh, like bringing back his Miller's Crossing character. What if he was the bartender? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I would have Buscemi in the Continental. Mm-hmm. I would have Treo as one of the assassins when that first call comes out. And Michael K. Williams clearly could have been with Fishburne running that whole Motel 6 on Pirate together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We the, needed all three of them. The Bowery That's, Prince to his Bowery King. That's right, yeah. The Saul Rubinick They Knew Award. <laughs> I feel like this is really Chris's. Nobody loves overacting more than you. Yeah, this is this an interesting to? one because, like, I think, I think, uh, I kind of want to go with Santino here because I think he really he lays it on thick. Uh, I was going to go with him for the duck fat scene. Yeah, when he's just like, mm, "Duck fat." Yeah, nothing better. So I, I'm going to go with Santino. I think that McShane. You can make the argument. I like the idea that McShane is like. I'll just be in any action movie as long as I get to wear a nice suit and be stationary and then do a speech yeah. and then cash my check. Yeah. But uh, give me two pages of dialogue or I'm out. Yeah. But I, I'm going to go Santino. It's, it's got to be Fishburne. This is the most scene chewing Fishburne yeah, forever. He's hamming it up so hard in this Good movie. Call. You know, the somebody right, you, please you line reading. Too. It's got to be. I've, it's got to be Fishburne. He did dial it up. He dialed it up in a way where Forrest Whitaker was watching. He was like, fuck. <laughs> Calling my agent. This is bullshit. This could have been me. I have some nitpicks. We're going to pick some nits. Why didn't he kill Tarasov at the beginning? What was the rationale there? He killed everybody else in the chop shop. Why leave that guy alive? What kind of honor are we looking at there? Good question. I don't know. Just fucking take him out. You've just killed 39 people. Using a Commodore 64 is a little shaky for me. The computer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That jumped out to that me. That felt bit. purposeful, though I don't totally know what the reason was. You I don't know? think any computer from 1999 works at this point. You just be hacked in three seconds. I feel like they're just trying to make these movies kind of timeless, you know? Like his mm. car is 69. Great car. I forgot to put that car on what's age the best. Yeah, like there's not, there's some technology in the movie, there's cell phones and stuff, but they're trying to create a kind of like out of time feeling, I think, with the movie. And that's, maybe that's what the Commodore is all about. Mission accomplished. So, this is a John Wick passion for me because I've seen these movies so many times. He always has more bullets. <laughs> he's always has, you know, a bullet. I don't know how many they could hold max when he's like 12, mm-hmm. 10, but he's always got more cartridges in his pocket and it's just this never ending supply of cartridges. And then it goes to the machine gun, which are the bigger ones. He's like, yeah, I got those too. I got that in my left pocket, but then he's rolling around and nothing ever falls out. Not to mention all the gold coins he has. I just know like when I go to get coffee, I have my wallet, my phone, and my keys. And I feel like my pants are like bursting with the three things I have. John Wick has like 10 times more things than I do or you do or you do in a given yeah. day. He's wearing, I understand how he, how he carries all of it. He's wearing a tailored suit. If you've ever worn a tailored suit, you know that there is a way to create space where space doesn't normally exist off the rack. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> space for t- thousands of bullets? <laughs> Perhaps. They literally created a suit that is bulletproof. <laughs> so yeah. I'm pretty sure they could You're find some space for his extra rounds. I uh, I also like, I forgot to mention this in What's Age the Best because this is a small one for me, but that I really enjoy. 
when the guy is just killing everybody, but is using the dead people's guns instead of reloading. Mm-hmm. There's a couple times during these fight scenes where Wick's like, oh, I'll get this guy's gun. He's dead. He uses, he uses that one. He's just any available gun as part of his killing barrage. I think, doesn't he, does he kill Santino with somebody else's gun? He might. Because he doesn't have any more rounds at that point. Duck fat. Yeah. Santino's fault. Don't brag about duck fat. I'll kill them all. The speech at the end. I want a little more from it, Chris Ryan. Winston. Tell them. Tell them all. Whoever comes. Whoever it is. I'll kill them. I'll kill them all. You wanted a little bit more of a fastball there? I would have done one more take. Hard disagree. If they come at me, I'll kill them I thought he was great at it. I would have wanted one more. I felt like he could have dialed it up 10%. I'm seeing John Wick 3 today. and uh, You motherfucker. I'm sorry. And I, as soon as the movie ended, I was like, give me three immediately. Give me three right now. I want to know exactly where this goes. And that's, I think that was a good line reading. I'll kill it because because he's, he's going to kill I, them all. I would say more about how they were ri- how it was written. Yeah, I like. It. I would have I mean, thrown in one sentence of, you know what, Amy McShane, people have been coming at me my whole life. I don't have a dog. I don't have a wife. I'll kill them all. This is a key thing about John Wick, though. John Wick is good at many things, not good at talking. He has mm. very few good lines of dialogue in the whole movie. You know, like I'm thinking I'm back from the first one. Sounds cool, but. I, like doesn't make any sense. Like I feel like feel like he's a little brain dead. Like he might have CTE, C- assassin CTE. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm thinking I'm back. What is? I don't know. Can assassins get CTE, Chris? Uh, I don't think CTE exists times. in the world of John Wick. Right. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Best quotes. I just wrote down a couple. You have a beautiful home, John. Good one. <laughs> Foreboding. Rules. Without them, we live with the animals. Great line, Mister Wick. Do enjoy your party. From the sommelier, right after he walks out <laughs> with all the guns. This rounds on me. Consider a professional courtesy. I like that. And then after he shoots Santino. What have you done? For me and McShane. Some good ones. I, don't I know think if you have any someone more. get this man a gun. It's my favorite one. Somebody, please. Um... I like that one. I like a lot of the stuff that Winston says. Winston and Santino have an encounter near the end of the movie. And Santino says, all right, then enjoy your kingdom, Winston, while you still can. And Winston says, and you, it's privileges, sir. Uh, That's good. Yeah. I am all seeing and I am all knowing. Bowery King. Mm. The knife is in your aorta. You pull it out, you will bleed, and you will die. (laughs) Consider this a professional courtesy. Some good ones. Probably unanswerable questions. Could normal people stay at the Continental? I become obsessed with this every time I watch with two. Like, is if I go on the American Express website, is it in the fine hotels and resorts section? Look at it. And do you sorry, not, no dates available? How much would it drive you nuts if you weren't getting the same level of service because you weren't an assassin? So you like, saw a guy just being like, you know, I need my own personal tailor, and you're like, can I get that? And they're like, no. Is it is it like Peter Luger's where you have? <laughs> Your own credit card. It's cash or your own continental credit card. Feels like it would be, right? Mm-hmm. What's continental Yelp like? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have is- enough dumb dumb bullets for me this time. Three How many stars. floors is the continental? Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Like 30? 16. There must be 16? layers of access too. Like if you're more successful, you get access to a new level and a new level and a new level, right? There's got to be like a basement that is cordoned off to only the most elite assassins. Nightclub? Yeah. Yeah. Nightclub. Up there, maybe at the penthouse. Penthouse nightclub at the Continental if might have been a good idea. If you're an assassin, you need one coin to stay there. Is that what it is? One token? I don't know. That was my next unanswerable question. How much were the gold coins worth? It's just unclear. The director said people are annoyed about this. Um, their currency... You don't explain the dollar bill, exclamation point. They're a holdover from the Cold War where you couldn't do denominations. It's more of a membership card. If you don't have a gold coin, that's an identifier. If you pay in gold, they know you're okay. Um, We always approach it from a realistic point of view, even though it's completely absurd. We like visual storytelling, so gold coins is an entrance-level thing. It's fair. Okay. I'm in on that. 
Has there ever been a stronger pencil than these pencils he's using to kill people? That was my my son's biggest gripe of this was like, where do I get a pencil like this? That, that doesn't just, just break, doesn't break like ever? pencils break when you're doing like algebra homework, yeah. but pencils not on break the human the skull. Yeah, John Wick is just wielding them around. I don't know how that happens. How did John Wick get back to his house at the end? Uber. <laughs> I think it's walking. I think we're supposed to think that he walks the Long Island. How is that walk? Lift? Uh, I can't say I've done it before. Uh, I I think walking from the middle of Manhattan to Long Island would take a few days. (laughs) It might take a while. With a dog. Uber? Gold gold coin Uber? Is there the special Uber? I don't think he can get, he's been excommunicated though. He's cell phone. Yeah. How is he avoiding all the Long Island assassins? Does he have you know? a lot of cash? Once he gets into Nassau County, there's a lot of hoods there. I know. There's a possibility that the guy from The Wire drove him because that guy's there at the house. Oh, yeah. So maybe he got a ride from that guy because that guy liked his dog. Winston versus Winston, the two greatest movie Winstons of all time. Winston in this movie and Winston Wolf. Could Winston Wolf have worked at the Continental? And did he work at the Continental? Seriously, I thought you were going to say Winston from Ghostbusters. That was so confusing for a second. Oh. I was like, what the fuck? No, um, Win- Winston Wolf and Winston. Hmm. Continental Winston. They're kind of the same character. They kind of are. They have all the information. They know how to fix things. They know yeah, all I think the they rules. ever worked together. Winston and Winston with McShane and Keitel. I've just. You're signed up now? What's the, what's the trilogy? Pitch it. Yeah, let's make that movie. Yeah. So that leads me to my next category. Could this be remade as a 10-episode Netflix show? I wouldn't touch John Wick, but I, you could talk me into the Continental as a show pretty quickly. They're doing it. What do you mean? On stars. What? They're doing the Continental. Shut up. I swear to God. Is, is Reddick in it? it? I don't know who the stars are, but it is the John Wick universe, a what? TV show. I think the show is called The Continental coming out next year. I'd be surprised if Reddick wasn't in it. I'd be what? surprised if McShane wasn't in it. And it's it's about the world of assassins inside the Continental. Oh my God! They greenlit this in January 2018. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> it's set in the exclusive in the John Wick universe. Chris Collins is the showrunner. Holy shit! It's like watching Bill read the internet on a podcast. Know, this is great. This is the Did first time a category. Okay. <laughs> it's the first time a category has ever come to life yeah, as an actual truly, fact. Truly. Well, there you go. Could this be remade as a 10-episode star show? Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. I don't know. Maybe it was too rich for Netflix. Done deal. We can't do who won the movie for this because it's obviously Keanu. Mm-hmm. But we can do who won the movie that wasn't Keanu. Hmm. As a little wrinkle. Because Keanu won the movie. I'm going to go with Common. It's a big look for Common. Yeah. I think Common's incredible. Also, unexpected consequence. My dad, about eight months ago, was watching something where maybe it was a basketball game and Common was there and they introduced him as rapper. And I talked to my dad. He goes, Bill, I didn't know. I I didn't know Common. Did you know he was a rapper? We got to get your dad a copy he, of like Water for Chocolate. Did your dad no think that just Common was, a was just a spokesman for AI? <laughs> AI! <laughs> he, thought <laughs> his, he thought he was just a movie assassin. I got some jams to send him. The Sixth Sense produced by DJ Premier. You heard that one? Like Water for Chocolate. Yeah, some jams. I'll never forget when my dad got Sonos and just it was Coldplay for like three straight years. I don't think Common was on the playlist. How would your dad respond to me making a 300-song rap playlist from like 1998 <laughs> through 2005? Super confused okay. by it. <laughs> Big win for Common. Big win. I think it's because he made Cassian seem like a cool, important character to the series. You know, like we don't really know anything about him. We don't learn anything about him, but he becomes iconic as like a foe who's almost up to John's standards. You know, he's almost worthy of of fighting Wick. And that's pretty good, all things considered. Yeah. I wonder if we see him in John Wick 3. He'll have to be a ghost. Are we sure, Common? Are we sure he's I guess dead? we never saw him die. Maybe never he could be in the die. Star Show as a flashback. I'm not sure you can Set survive. a couple years years before the That's action true. of two and, and have it be in the, in the Continental and have Cassian rolling around. That's a good idea. What are you most excited for with John Wick 3? Uh, the horse mo- yeah, mo- I mean, motorcycle like, battle sequence. Like, if there's something better than that in this movie, I will evaporate. <laughs> it looks I will amazing. become a beam of pure energy and just fly up through the ceiling and go into heaven. If there's something cooler than... Horses and motorcycles and samurai swords, then it, then it, then you don't ever have to make another film. What's it gonna be like for you to see Boban get benched twice in one week? <laughs> oh, Boban's in this. I he's forgot in, about he's that. He's in three. Yeah, I hate you. Wow. Sucks did, they, did they trade Mike Muscala for him, or was he just randomly cast? Go ahead. 
Yeah. Go ahead. Get it all out. I don't know if Wick could have beaten Landry Shamit, but <laughs> definitely he definitely yeah. got Boban. Stuff. I can't wait till Fultz you lose in lottery. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to Zion's on the Hawks. Fultz is the big bad of John McFour. Mm. Well, I love John Wick too. I look forward to watching it many more times over the rest of my life. It is one of the most I would say it's top six most rewatchable movie we've done probably so far. It's at the top of the action movie conversation. Yeah, for sure. Now, what's interesting is in this day and age where people just choose to watch a movie from beginning to end now, it's kind of, I don't know if it gets the same cable run that maybe it would have been 15 years ago. It's almost made to be rewatched on cable though because just jump despite into its it. violence, yeah. you, you, it's segmentized in a way where it's like, oh, I missed the... Oh, it's this scene. Oh, I missed the Italian nightclub, but I get to see the subway, so I'm cool. I would also say it's the beneficiary of YouTube consumption too, though, where mm-hmm. you can be like, what I want to see now is the club scene where he shoots people in the face. Just you can just watch forward. that. Yeah. You can just watch that. That's how bounce so around. Much. Yeah. This would be a good rewatchables category, actually. Like, what moment of the movie is the one where you're like, oh, fuck, I was supposed to go to dinner, but now I'm going to be late? Yeah. I think for me, it's like, if I'm flipping channels and it's the high shot of the lady in the bathtub with the blood. Got to stick around. You have to stick around for it. It's like a half hour from that point on all the way through to the assassination. It's a half hour of action. It's great. Hey, Chris Ryan, Sean Fantasy, Pleasure as always. Voodoo. Thanks to them, a leading streaming app with a library of over 150,000 titles available to rent or buy, including John Wick 1 and 2. Over 8,000 titles you can watch for free on their ad-supported on-demand service. Hollywood blockbusters, favorite indie films, whatever you want. No subscriptions, no contracts. Uh, go to voodoo.com slash rewatchables to sign up and start watching today. You can buy John Wick 1 and 2 for $9.99 right now. VUDU.com slash rewatchables. What are we coming back with? Hangover. Hangover. Couple We're of doing weeks. the hangover in like 11, 11, 12 days. What's age the worst, Chris? <laughs> Wait and find out. <laughs> All I can tell you is. When he jerks the baby off, it fucking kills me every time. And I'm putting that in what's age the best. Everybody can fuck off. Tune in soon. (laughs) Everybody can fuck off. That's not what's age the best. Until then.